0: Varmt välkommen. Du lyssnar på en inspelning från internationell författarscen på Kulturhuset Stadsteatern med Riyad Satov i samtal med Andreas Norman. Mitt namn är Ingemar Fast. Jag är konstnärlig ledare för litteraturscenen i detta stora allkonsthus vid Särgertstorg i Stockholm. Låt samtalet ta sin början. So, welcome um, it's Ariad. It's a pleasure to talk to you. I'm just putting on my timer so we know that we don't just keep talking all, all evening long. Um, because there is the risk or the possibility that we will do that because I'm so happy to sit here with you. Um, I am an avid reader of comic novels. Um, being a writer myself, I I work with words and I I envy people who can draw and and create a narrative the way you can do and has uh, done several times and now lately with the Arab of the the future. Um, So first of all, I'm I'm just fascinated about the actual uh, start of your work. What do you see when,
1: when you sit with a blank page? I, it's not. Um, it's not uh, beginning like that exactly because uh, when I write a story and especially for the Arab of the future, I um, was thinking about the project for ten years. Mm. And when I started to make comics in France, um, I didn't wanted to be the guy with an Arabic name who make comics about his Arab identity. You, you know what I Because when I was a teenager, I was uh, reading a lot of books like. Um, Stephen King or uh, mm. um, Dean R. uh or Tolkien things like that, and I I, I realized that there was the, the guys were always like Dean R. Stephen King, or G. R. R. Tolkien. But never Mohammed bin uh, something, you know. Mm. There is no no Mohammed who write fantasy or something. Like and I was mm. saying, I said, oh, I want to make science fiction and fantasy and mm. Mm. But with my name, it was uh, like uh, so. When I started to make comics, I make a lot. I, I've made a lot of comics uh, about other subjects. Mm. And I was thinking about uh, this project for a very long time. And I published. Um, a lot of books in France before this one, and when I just turned 40, uh, I was thinking that it was a good time to to tell this story.
0: So, yeah, so by 40 you think you have your you, you do the life work of a of a memoir. Uh, mm-hmm. wh- but what this made made you decide at exactly
1: that point to to start off this this huge work? Um, It was because uh, in 2011, Mm. uh, I had to help a part of my family who was still living in Syria, uh, in Homs, to come in France, because I was convinced that the situation will uh, deteriorate and the country will destroy Mm. uh, himself. Mm. It it was a conviction I had at, at that time, it was the beginning of the first manifestation Pacific manifestation and I tried to uh, help those people to come in France and it was very complicated to obtain them authorization in France for them mm. so I was very angry you know like uh, oh everybody uh, thinks it's so easy to enter in France oh, it's very complicated and I wanted to tell this story but to tell this story I had to tell it from the very beginning so I started the Arab of the Future for this reason.
0: But basically for the French bureaucracy...
1: You <laughs> no, bureaucracy yeah, <laughs> it was like uh, <laughs> I, I wanted... Yeah, yeah, it was uh, a... <laughs> it's a long way uh, to, uh, uh, to get... But no, now, y- you know, I, I'm writing The Arab of the Future and, I, and I'm not sure I will talk about that. Mm. But it was my first... Um, it was always no, 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 sorry, no, no. Mm. Mm. So
0: you, you, I mean, you go very deep into... The history and, and, and your personal history, um, yeah, I mean it's told from the young boy of Riyadh, young boy of Riyadh's perspective and, uh, and your family's nomadic life in many ways. C- could you just give the, the audience, maybe everyone hasn't read it yet, uh, just an impression of uh, what, what happened, you, you, your parents meet in, in France? And then, all of a sudden, the family sets off to Libya.
1: So yeah, w- of reason? course. M- my father was from a very poor uh, family in Syria, a mm. farmer family. Mm. And he, he had eight brothers and sisters, and all his sister and brother were, were analphabet. He was the only one who was uh, allowed to go to school because he was a younger one. And like in this family, they said, oh, let's put one in school, let's see what he will become. And he was a very good student, and then he, he, he pursued his studies. And um, he tried to uh, continue his studies in various European universities. He wrote letters. And the only university that accepted him was La Sorbonne in Paris. Mm-hmm. And he had a scholarship also from France. So he was uh, like... Uh, mm incredible so he came in france and become a doctor in uh, in history at la sorbonne and he met my mother who was french from uh, brittany it's a mm. part of france that is on the west yeah. oh you like you know brittany yeah. and um, and then after that uh, they get married and i was born mm. and when i was young i was extremely beautiful mm. And and, uh, yeah, this is very this is much described in detail in, of the story. In, in your book and we will this come back is to that. It's extremely Belgium. important because I was really like blonde <laughs> hair, mm. like little Brigitte Bardot, you know, like mm. very <laughs> extremely beautiful and uh, mm. when I was working in this, I have picture, huh? I have to prove it, one, <laughs> one day I will show them, um, but uh, wh- when i so uh, I was the center of every situation. And mm. So my my, my father uh, he refused uh, um, to be an assistant teacher in Oxford, Mm. and he preferred to go to Tripoli in Libya with Mm. Muammar Gaddafi because Mm. he he wanted to bring back education to the Arab world, Mm. and also he loved dollars. You know, he wanted to make a lot of money, but and and he was not so well paid by Gaddafi at that Mm. time, but. Uh, more, I think, than uh, in Oxford. So he he chose this, and we, we mm. went with him. In, first in Libya, then he wanted to go back in his uh, in his country and in his village. And it was in Syria.
0: Mm. Yeah, and and he was also driven by uh, this pan-Arabist uh, ideals. No, of course, he was um, he was
1: a, n- a nationalist. Mm. Um, he, w- he was uh, for uh, modernity and uh, education, and uh, to make the the people uh, uh, leave superstition and religion. But also, he was against democracy. For example, he was a really uh, far right Arabic. You know what I? He he always wanted to execute everybody. <laughs> when um, he, w- when he was in France and watching TV, and there was François Mitterrand, and he was like, "Look at this man! He, uh, he stopped the death penalty. Ah, he's gay!" And he was completely—he <laughs> uh, he had strong uh, um, uh, contradiction in him, mm-hmm. and also like a lot of people who I see a lot of people because I've read it, but like a lot of people who who came from very poor background and become somebody. Uh, they think sometimes they have a destiny, for example, my father he was saying, "Oh my God, when I was a boy, I was uh, taking care of uh, the sheep in the in the fields, and now i 'm a doctor at La Sorbonne. It must be the destiny i 'm destined to be a dictator, maybe one day, mm-hmm. and he was dreaming about making a coup." Uh, one day, he was always. W- when I was a child, he always told me this: like, you, you, you have to choose the moment. There is every man has a good moment. You make a coup, you execute everybody, and now you're the chief. <laughs> and he was. Um, now it's funny when I tell it because I I've made books with it, and uh, but at that time he really believed this. Um, he had in his. Uh, in his uh, he had no books no but he had one movie mm-hmm. he had on v- vhs at that time it was a movie from costa Gravras called z you know that movie and it tells how a coup is made and uh, in the movie it's a dramatic uh, situation you know like uh, uh, and for him it was like teaching him how to make a coup you know hmm. he, it was good example he mm-hmm. was always uh, watching the movie and uh, now he he had problem uh, in in, in <laughs> <him>. <laughs>
0: yeah but but, but it, it is in in your books it's it's uh, portrayed and and told with such uh, tenderness and but also sharp irony and, and
1: no of course because i <laughs> i wanted to to make the reader feel uncomfortable you know with mm. the, for example the book the point of view of the book is a fascination between um a young boy and his father, who is uh, creepy. Um, mm. But when you're a child, you think you all—that's what say your parents are truths. Like uh, so, my, I was admiring my father like mm. uh, every children, and he was uh, racist, and I would say, "Oh yeah, he must be right," and, and, uh, mm. and everything. So I want the reader to feel like I was uh, feeling at that time. Mm. So. Uh, you,
0: you, yeah, you, you utilize uh, the perspective of the child in a very, in a very n- beautiful way, uh, where there is um, this naivety and this. Uh, he's very optimistic, uh, the young young riad So, and he brings with him lessons from his. Long yes, its, uh, I was optimistic because and, uh, I was five so yeah. or six, yeah. so yeah. Yeah. I <laughs> wasn't <laughs> depressed at that time. It, it, it
1: changed with. <laughs>
0: <laughs> but but for you now, I mean, as a as, a, uh, as an adult, what what was it like to, to rediscover in a way yourself, or wha- how did you go about uh, remembering the, the young boy, that
1: I I was living with this story for many years, Mm. uh, of course, all my life, so um, uh, there is a huge part of this story that, the the most important part is in the fourth volume that is coming next year, Mm. Um, you will understand if you read the fourth volume, but uh, it it was um, like telling a story, I was living with it for many years, Mm. and I must admit that when the first volume goes out, um, in France, it was a very great success uh, almost immediately. Mm -hmm. And um, I remember uh, one day my publisher called me and told me, hey, it's uh, working pretty well, you're invited, na-na-na, they want to, na-na. And uh, um, I I, I went out from my house, Uh, one day I remember I opened the door and I and i and i felt like i was um léger i don't know how to say uh, like uh, libera- li- yeah, li- liberated liberate r- 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 from something like i had mm. a bag for 35 36 years and i put it and people are happy with what there is in the bag you, you know mm. it's uh, um so it, it was very one the most wonderful thing that, that happened mm. to me mm. it's uh, when people read the book and they know my story, they know my family, and they are interested in. It's wonderful.
0: Yeah, because it's also very much a story about the hardships, uh, uh, the harsh realities of, of Riyadh. I mean, you come to this, uh, especially to this village in, in, in Syria, Termale, uh, and and the, the depiction of school and and the <laughs> the... the, the, the yeah. Everyday life in 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 the, in the rural area uh, close to homes, uh, it it's it's brutal in a way. I mean, for example, I mean you coming back to your blondness. I mean you you were blonde, and you were uh, taunted as a, as a Jew.
1: Yeah, <coughs> yes, uh, it's um, it was a very difficult uh, point for me to tell the story because. I I didn't want it to be uh, dramatic Mm. uh, too much, I wanted to stay with something Mm. funny, but I I like to make fun with horrible things, Mm. that's true. Um, I think this is the Syrian part of me, because uh, all my cousins, they love to make fun on horrible things, always. So, and that was like that, because I I was blonde, I was beautiful. (laughs) <laughs> I, I was uh, um, from a French mother, and when we arrived in this village, all my cousins were think- telling, calling me Yahudi, mm. that means the Jew. Mm. And for my cousins, and at that time in that village and in Syria, uh, there was no nothing more horrible than the jew and israel and um it, it, they were like in star trek the klingons you know it's mm. they were living from nobody had never m- uh, met a jew in his life mm. and we were playing with toy soldier in plastic they had like uh, um distorted faces like with hate and it was very incredible uh, and they were thinking i was a jew because i was french mm. and um I don't know how they knew that, but uh, in their mind it was very clear. All the countries that are friends with America, they are Jews mm. because they are friends with Israel. And if you are friends with uh, Russia, because at that time it was the Cold War, mm. if you are from a country f- friend with Russia, it's okay. You are. Um, so I was French, so mm. it was like that. Mm. It was very... <laughs> but, quite but you uh, also,
0: you also <coughs> in a way, exaggerated your, your belonging to this group. I mean, you, you became... Im- the way you, you tr- describe it in the book, in a very humoristic way, is that you became the most anti-Semitic, in a way, to, to yeah, really underline <laughs> that you... <laughs> no, no, mm. it's,
1: it's true, because I, I had an integration problem. So mm. That was uh, the point. Because when I was in Syria, I was, uh, my clothes uh, clothes were better than the other children. I was blonde my, everybody knew that my mother was French so everybody was thinking that I was a Jew so was, uh, the, the other children had theory on me like uh, um, I'm a hidden Jew or something like that mm-hmm. uh, and I had to integrate myself to them to prove them that I was uh, I hated Israel more than them so I was always speaking about Israel, and uh, I, I wanted to make war with Israel every time. Uh, when we were playing, I, I said, "Let's play a war against Israel. Let's kill some Jew." And always, always. So at the time, some of my cousins uh, were thinking like, "Ah, oh, he hates too much Jew to be a Jew." <laughs> I think uh, he <laughs> says too much horrible thing about them to to be one. And even. Uh, this is a true story. One day I was saying, let's make war against Israel. And one of my cousins told me, it's true, this is true what I'm telling you. He told me, hey, come on, stop with Israel, okay? I'm <laughs> tired with the Jew and everything. And they were speaking about that every day, but I was... I was. <laughs> I was uh, so at the time, I became integrated Yeah. yeah. In <laughs>
0: Mm-hmm. <laughs> but you also connected through other things, as children do. I mean, for example, uh, Conan the Barbarian. I mean, you at the time were a Cimmerian, or a relative of Conan in a way. I mean, living in your fantasy world together with other Syrian kids.
1: No, it, it's true. Uh, sometimes we, my father, was renting some uh, movies in, uh, in a video club in Homs. Uh, it was a video club um, all the uh, vhs were copies of copies of copies and uh, the image was very, very bad and the movie were uh, absolutely not for children you know it, uh, there was not a children uh, part and uh, mm-hmm. so i was fascinated with uh, violence mm. uh, I, I i i was fascinated with big muscular men and uh, mad max movies and uh, and mm. uh, with my cousin we watched uh, conan the barbarian with arnold schwarzenegger mm. when we were like 7 years old mm. and i don't know if you if you've seen this movie but it's <laughs> incredibly violent and uh and the first 20 minutes, it's um, there is no talk. It's only people mm. killing themselves. Um, the mother of Conan is decapitated before mm. his eyes. It's awful thing to see. And for he becomes um, a
0: sl- slave.
1: Yes, yeah, and, and, and Conan <laughs> becomes a slave and everything. Mm. And um, with my cousin and this village, we were completely fascinated by those mm. images. We were ultra-violent, mm. if we can say.
0: Mm. Yeah, and... Um, I mean, your um, maybe we should just let the audience know how you how you look like the blonde boy. Maybe they get uh, curious now. Shall we? Shall we try to on on the you on want the me to draw? Yeah, yeah if you why want. not? I can.
1: I don't really like to draw like that because I'm not so good when to drawing like that. I had I was like.
0: This is the blonde hair.
1: I had big eyes, innocent, and optimistic <laughs> eyes, not depressive. Like, with beautiful uh, little shirt. You see, this is. I was some kind of perfection, you know
0: <laughs> It was uh, part of a future coupe
1: Oh but i of course, as you realize, i, I lost my blonde hair, mm-hmm. and I will tell this in the other volumes. I hope I will not lose my reader at that time.
0: Can, can you give us a hint about?
1: No, it's a, a lot of people uh, are blonde when they are a child and mm-hmm. they lose their hair. When of course. It's uh, common. I don't know if... Yeah, it's a good image. It's nice. <laughs> I was... Uh, I was very...
0: <laughs> Optimistic, loving. <laughs> and,
1: and I remember clearly when I was walking in the street, uh, this has changed your perception of uh, the reality, because I, when I was like that, I was walking on the street with my mother and everybody who was walking towards me, men, women, w- mm. were smiling at me, you know, like uh, I was so beautiful, people were like, oh, and all the mm. world for me was people looking at me like, oh, ah." oh. Mm. So when I arrived in that village in Termale, it was very different. You know, I came, like, oh, admire me. I said, you Jew? (laughs) That was uh, this, so it was a shock. Mm -hmm. Um, I had to change the way I, uh, I adapt myself
0: and and was it the same in libya i mean the socialist libya in in the 80s was quite a different place no so yes
1: it wasn't the, the same thing i, I remember uh, it was really in in syria that uh, this obsession was very mm. very strong and i i kept my um uh, school books for example and this in the school books uh the book uh in which we were learning how to read i speak about them in in the mm. second volume Th- there was uh Text to to learn how to read to the children and it was against Israel, you know stories about war and uh, Mm. and uh, fallen uh, uh, Israeli jet fighters. Uh, The the uh, the war against Israel was um, in the life of children very very uh, too too early. Early. (laughs) Sorry, early. Mm.
0: And it's um, it's also very much a story of of politics in the way you draw. I, I like very much how you use color. Uh, could you could you explain just how you use color? I mean, f- in your book, with relation to Libya and Syria. And
1: of uh, course, um, when I started to write the book, I, I'm I realized that the memory I had from uh, Libya was uh, um, a very sunny country with Mm. a lot of uh, light everywhere and the sand on the floor, and it was like yellow. So I decided to use only the yellow for Libya. Mm. And when um, I was thinking about Syria, the soil of the ground uh, was red and like pink, if you see image of Syria now during the war you can see this color, it's a strange color and for me in my mind it was really pink, so I chose uh, pink for Syria and in France it was Brittany there was a sea, uh, not very good weather and it was uh, blue, I chose Mm. the blue Mm. and in each country I authorised myself the um, additional colors, the colors of the flag of the country Mm. so in Libya I I can use yellow and green, mm. in France blue and red, and in Syria pink, uh, red and green. Mm. So I limited myself, and I wanted to use color to to make the reader feel. Uh, I don't know what is the name, the, the word in English. It's mm. dépaysement, déracinement. Mm. Mm. I don't know. The
0: basement,
1: the basement. Debasement. Mm. For example, if you stay uh, one hour in a room uh, that is red, mm-hmm. with a red light, if you go outside, the word will be green. You will see the word green. Mm-hmm. Because it's in your eyes, it's the cone of your eyes that react to red are not the same. And I wanted to make in the book, like, you read, it's yellow, 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 yellow. You used to yellow. so you And, paf, it changed and it's blue. And it's a little bit like when I was young and I changed country mm. and I say, oh my god where am I and and I want the reader to feel the same feeling like it's the same world but not the same place with different ambience and so mm. colors uh, is a very st- strong um, uh, point in the book yeah. I want to use the, them very
0: yeah and it's used very be- in, in a beautiful way I mean you get really the impression that you you move from from a from one world to the next, as, as, as you say. I mean, also in the way uh, you describe uh, the, the different societies. I mean, France is, is the sort of the, the paradise of Galerie, Lafayette, and consumerism. And, and your mother in, in your stories are always like, oh, back home again with all the, the stuff you can buy. And 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 your father has this ambivalence between, I mean, he enjoys luxury, but at the same time, uh, has has t- his ideals, and and in Terumale you, you you describe almost a, I would say sometimes even like a medieval uh, situation, where very 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 harsh, very poor. Um, I'm thinking how, how how has the reaction been to 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 this? I mean there are there are some critics that said you you reinforce uh, stereotypes of Arabs, etc. How how do you? How do you react to that?
1: Uh, I, I think um, it was one of the luck of my life, maybe, or maybe... Um, no, I think it's a great luck, is that my father, um, he, he became a doctor, and normally we should have lived in Damascus, because he was a university teacher. Mm. Normally we should have lived in Damascus, mm. or in Aleppo, mm. or at least in Homs. But he wanted to live in his village because he wanted to be considered by his uh, friend from school. Like now he's a doctor and he mm. wanted to be respected and the, and the wonderful man and blah, blah, blah. Mm. So he wanted his uh, me uh, to go to the school where he was. And normally I should, shouldn't have seen that. You know what I mean? Mm. Mm. I've seen things that uh, normal people don't, normal people no not normal people but occidental people that travel don't mm. see mm. Uh, it's very difficult for me to because each time for 30 years uh, I've met people who were telling me, "Oh my God, what a beautiful country Syria is!" Mm. I was in Damascus at the Hilton. Ah, <gasps> wonderful mm. country! People are so gentle, so wonderful. And I was thinking, oh my, bad, my village it was different, and mm. and uh, it was very difficult for me to speak mm. about that mm. and to to tell how life was and everything. But of course, <laughs> I think my point of view uh, is uh, en vous, un worse worth another one. So I, w- I wanted to to tell the story as I lived mm. it, and I don't care if some people don't like it. but no, it's of a course. A, a, a Very much more people like it than the few. I have like, a, um, it's like a dictator uh, satisfaction on my book. 99% people like it, 1% hate it. <laughs> it's... Uh, <laughs>
0: <laughs> and 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 do you and do you then focus on the 1% or on the 99? On, on what? Uh, do you focus on the 1% on no, or no, on absolutely the 99?
1: percent no. no, no. Oh, good. I don't care. <laughs> I am uh, still very positive now like I was at that time. <laughs> <I'm> very optimistic.
0: <laughs> Coming back to your work process, how um uh where does a story start for, for you? I mean in in your imagination when you how do you develop an idea
1: oh first of all i think about it for a very long time and mm. uh, at the moment uh, come a point where i i have to do it because the book is uh, scheduled at one mm. time mm. and i have to um, to write it and to draw it and uh, but i think too much and uh, i have uh, to i think too much um, like not <laughs> not um, I, I'm afraid, you know, to, to jump in the, I have the fear maybe of the white pages, uh, mm. I think a lot, a lot before drawing, and comes a moment where I cannot go back and I have to jump. So. Mm. But do
0: you develop like uh, the whole story, the storyboard? No, I think
1: whole? I write it, uh, like for example, the future first volume, I must have written it like ten times, mm. Mm. like... Uh, uh, first version, and after that I do another version of all the, the pages, and then I cut it, and I do another version, and I took the first version, and no, no, no. It's always, uh, I have a problem to make a big structure, mm. and the structure appear when I finished the first version. Mm. So I see a thing, I say, oh, I must speak about that, and I re- make it again and again and again.
0: Mm. Uh, you... you um you mentioned some of your inspirations in in uh, the Arab of the future, Tintin, for example.
1: Whoa. Yes, it, it, Tintin was very very important because uh, in my house um, we had no books. My mm. father was a teacher, but he had no books, and um, uh, sorry, oh, that's me. and um, my grandmother was sending me Tintin. I don't mm. know what the, the Swedish name is. Is Tintin? Tintin. Tintin. <laughs> And uh, it was incredible for me because uh, it was colors and uh, I understood immediately how to read the pages. Mm-hmm. And uh, But I, I didn't know how to read the text, of course. Mm. But um, I, I learned to read with Tintin mm. because it's my mother who learned to me to read French and to write. Mm-hmm. And um, uh, so I practiced with Tintin. And, but I was thinking that Tintin was like uh, the sun or the sky, or it was here f- from all eternity, you know. Mm. And one day I discovered that somebody was drawing it and telling stories and uh, inventing mm. stories, and uh, and I could do the same. It was like a revelation, you know. And I w- since that time, I wanted to do comics.
0: Mm. Yeah, I mean, this is very much a, a story about a. A cartoonist, a, a, a writer in development as well, at a very young age. So, what did what did you learn from harif specifically?
1: Oh, it's difficult to say what I learned from him, but because uh, he's a great master, a loved master, a hated master, because he. he he was racist in many ways. But uh, he's uh, uh, he invented mm. uh, modern comic books almost by his own in Brussels at a time where nobody was doing comics. Mm. He invented modern uh, way of narration, everything. Everybody, all the comic artists use his uh, mm. legacy. Mm. And uh, um, it's difficult to... Mm. To say, I, I like Tintin because he was traveling, and he was uh, changing countries from another, and trying to be friend with different culture. And I think I was identifying myself <laughs> a little bit like, th- and in some Tintin, he he is in Arab country. Mm. I don't know if you all read Tintin, but in one volume, it's uh, Tintin uh, Tintin et l'or noir, the golden, mm. uh, the black oil. Like, I don't know the title in, in and it's in the Arab world and the the text the Arabic text are real Arabic text mm. and my cousin in the village were loving it because it's insults it's Arabic insults it's Ibn al-Kalb Ibn al-Kalb means son of a dog it's the most common uh, insult in the village at that time so they were loving Hergé and um, it, it, it,
0: so you connected through through Tintin. Yeah, and all, uh, all my
1: uncles look like, uh, you know, um, uh, Ben Kalish, Ezab, uh, the, mm. the, the Arab in Tintin. Mm. They were dressed like that, exactly. Mm. Uh, I have picture, I will show them mm. one day. Mm. So my cousins mm. were, ah, it's funny, he's in Termalé, look, it's the same village. <laughs> so um, Hergé was uh, very positive uh, in his uh, mm. Mm. relation with uh, the other culture, uh, Arabic culture mm-hmm. mm-hmm.
0: th- which which would uh, be the your favorite character in in Tintin uh, albums really?
1: uh, I think it's uh, the Captain Haddock uh-huh, why oh because he's an uh, alcoholic like me <laughs> <No>. <laughs> and uh, 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 he he's the coolest uh, character i think mm-hmm. he's the most beloved character uh, mm-hmm. because it's uh, he i love his expression how they are drawn with he has a very virial expression you know like he's a man like a mm-hmm. he's always taking care of problem but he's also very weak because he only he wants to drink every time i love i love mm. his character
0: he's cursing but and, and confused and, yes. and strong yeah
1: he's he's like a a character with a, a curse you you mm. he has a curse <laughs> yeah, i love um
0: i'm i'm thinking of of your other work i mean this is not certainly not the first uh work you have have written. For example, uh, Pascal Brutal. I mean, I'm just thinking of, when you say Captain Haddock, I'm thinking of Pascal Uh, Brutal. There's somehow the similarity of this. The macho guy that
1: is. Yes, it's yeah. true. It's complicated to explain who is Pascal Brutal because it's not translated in in Swedish and I think it could be, it might be very difficult. But Pascal Brutal was a, a a character I invented ten years ago, who was a kind of um, um, I don't have to describe him. For example, the United States had Arnold Schwarzenegger. Uh, Belgium had uh, uh, Van Damme mm. and I created the French muscular guy, mm. it was Pascal Bruta <laughs> and it was a guy who was living in the near future like in a post-apocalyptic future in France and everything is collapsing and uh, there are wars and everywhere, And it was a funny comic but a, f- a funny post-apocalyptic comic and um, and at that time um, I, I drew four, four volumes of this mm. comics, mm. and f- it was inspired by Captain Haddock. I realized that it was a guy mm. that is taking care of problem, but he's addicted to sex, mm. and he wants to make sex with everything, like men, women, objects, <laughs> and he's um, so it was an extreme character,
0: yeah, super macho and doing all kinds of. Yes, he stuff.
1: was super macho, but sometimes he was gay, yeah. so he was. Uh, what, what, it was a strong paradox Was that
0: in order to i mean as as a way to provoke uh, the the audience or just just making fun of the macho sort of yes, stereotype yes, of it's the heterosexual man macho-
1: I, I, I was uh, i'm still uh, very weak physically you know i i i but I have strong uh, reaction, you know. I, I would like to fight. You know? <laughs> Sometimes when I cross the road in France, mm. because here in Scandinavia it's perfect, the traffic. I think people stop cars when you cross. <laughs> in France, it's incredible. In Paris, people are. They want to crush you. And and the other day I was in Paris, for example, and I crossed. The little boy was green, you know. I mm. was very, across the road like that, mm. and there was a guy in a taxi who accelerated and came like five centimeters from me mm. and I turned myself and said hey motherfucker and, I, mm. and he looked at me like what like he wanted to have a, and I want I, I wanted so much to be very muscular you, you know, turned into Pascal Brutal to hit him and hit him and and making, you know, like with yeah. all those pulsion, it's mm. weak pulsion. You know, like I, I'm a little man, like I want to kill another strong man. You know, and I I, I transformed this in comics, and it was Pascal it was four not very volumes, a lot of aggression. <laughs> 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 it's true. It was not very positive at that time. I must admit, yeah. Uh,
0: but you are also um, in in a very tender, very sweet way. Uh, written about the world from a children's perspective, not only in the Arab of the Future, but in Esther's notebooks. Yes, of course. Yeah. Yeah. C- could, you, could you tell us a little bit about Esther? <coughs> and, and
1: yeah, Esther. Uh, when I was writing the first volume of the Arab of the Future, I was um, telling, um, traveling back in my memory as a child. And at that time, I have met the daughter of a couple of friends of mine Uh, that I hadn't seen for a long time and she was uh, nine years old and the same age I had in my memory when when I was writing my own story and she was living in Paris and she was very volubile I don't know she was speaking a lot Mm -hmm. and she started to telling me stories about her school about the boys about death penalty about politics about uh, everything and um, I'm listened to her story, and I was thinking, ah, it would be cool to mm. tell her stories, how she lives in school, how the boys are with her, how, the, how she sees the world, mm. just to make it, to put it in perspective with the boy I was uh, uh, 40 years before. Mm. So I started to make a, a comic uh, each week mm. with uh, her stories, and it's published in a French magazine called Lobs. Mm-hmm. And um, each volume of uh, her stories is one year, and um, so 52 pages, one one story by week. And I want to follow her from her nine years old to 18 years old. And next month, the third volume is going out. She she is 12 now, and uh, I hope she will not uh, leave me when she will become a teenager. Yes. Like, a, uh, <laughs> but. Uh, it's still okay now. Yeah. She's uh, telling me stories. So,
0: so how how often do you uh, stay in touch? I mean, in oh, contact. Um, um,
1: one one time a week, mm. uh, I call her or I send her a text or she send me emails. And uh, mm. but she's not really interested by this project. So this is no. This is a very good thing because she doesn't want to invent a false story. For example, mm. she always telling me uh, uh, like oh. I... Wa- Yesterday I for what uh, nothing happened. I I I went out. I go went to the to buy some bread. There was two boys. They told me that I was a bitch, and so I came back. said, wait, 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 what what <laughs> what? Two boys told you? What, what? Yeah, it's normal life for me and when mm. I walk in the street. Boys, it's boys. Mm. Boys they call women bitch. So after that I said, oh, tell me more about that. And we build a story like that. But uh, what what seems normal to her? Uh, for me, it's not normal, and I'm, I'm, mm. I'm interested in the, this point of view on reality that is not so often um, told, for mm. example. For mm. example, children are very cruel. Uh, with. Uh, she was very cruel with a lot of boys, for example, in her mm. school. So I tell her story. Of course, I change names, I change the faces, mm. I change everything. Mm. It's impossible to find her in the reality, but... Uh, I like the um, taste of rea- real childhood, you know, when it's all the emotions are very strong as positive and negative. Extreme happiness, extreme violence, extreme... Mm.
0: And the same issues that maybe you encountered as a child. I mean, as a, every child encounters. Yeah, maybe, yes. Universal yeah. Issues. I mean, you have you also... Uh, w- which is the audience, I mean, uh, for, for for Esther? Is it, is it the... the the girls and the boys of the same age? Uh, or is it people no. like you and me sort of no, reminiscing I, I about <laughs> childhood? or
1: No, I, I must admit that uh, uh, since The Arab of the Future, my readers completely changed. Mm-hmm. Uh, before that, um, I had very, very less success in France. Uh, so my readers were comics fans. So <laughs> sorry, it's uh, single boys, yeah. you know, like... Uh, and they're always telling me, could you draw me your characters naked, the woman and uh, the naked? <laughs> so liked, like and when I started The Arab of the Future, <laughs> I wanted to make a comic book that is uh, readable by people who don't read comic. Mm. For example, my first reader in my mind was my French grandmother who hated comics. Uh, who was thinking that it was for morons and children? And and uh, when I wrote the book, uh, I was always thinking, uh, I want to make something she could have read. Mm. And my readers, I must admit that I succeeded on this because the majority of people don't who don't read comics, and uh, I have very various people uh, from mm. every. Mm. Um, grandmother, uh, uh, children um, the other day I, I met a, 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 a grand, um, an old lady, she was 80, she, uh, 83, she told me oh you know, I'm 83 years old and the first comics I've read is Bekasine and the second one is The Arab of the Future <laughs> and I'm very happy with it and now I'm reading uh, Esther's notebook <laughs> and I love this because it means that she felt able to read a comic book and Mm. It's uh, mm. this is my favorite readers, the the, <laughs> the, the the grandmother, grandfather, because they always, especially in France, they tells me story about their youth. And they tell me, you know, when I was a young boy, I was at school in France just after be, before the Second World War. And at that time, all the teachers were hitting, like in your book. Mm-hmm. And it stopped with May 68, uh, this. But uh, when I was young, it was, and they put things in perspective. Mm. Like they tell me that how their family in the countryside in France were like my family in Syria, uh, living with their animals and everything. So I love old people because... Mm. Uh, I love the younger also, but uh, of course, uh, sorry. <laughs> Everyone's welcome but, uh, to read. <laughs> everyone is welcome. Huh? But <laughs> but I, I must admit, I, I like when mature people uh, tell me about their experience. And, and okay. when I sign books, I always ask people what they do for the living. Mm. And I discover and learn a lot of things. So...
0: How did your relatives uh, react to the book? I mean, this is a very intimate and sometimes quite tough uh, description of... of, um of your childhood, of of Syria, of, of France, etc., and your family. How Al- how did your family react?
1: <laughs> yes, i, I uh, a lot of. Uh, I had a lot of reaction, and I will tell them in the rest of the book. So I will not tell you. Aha, so hard. that's a spoiler. But, you. but yeah. <laughs> I can tell you how my mother reacted mm-hmm. to the first volume, mm-hmm. because I told it already, and uh, I must admit, um, just quickly, I've made a movie. My first movie was a big success in France. Then after that, I had a lot of money to make another movie, and it was a huge failure. And after that time, I had no more friends. Really? Yeah, my phone wasn't ringing. Only Mm. my publisher, Guillaume Malary, he's in the room, he was still calling me, so he's doing the comics today. (laughs) And at that time, I was very lonely and very sad of Mm. this uh, failure and everything, and I started to make the Arab the future, so I made the first volume, and before it goes out, I put it to my mother, and I said, what do you think about this? Mm. So she read it, and she told me, "Hmm? not so good, No. (laughs) No, I don't know. You think it will be it will interest somebody this story? No, I don't know. It's very strange because for her the first volume was a good years because the worst year, the, the the main story is what is in the fourth volume. So when the book had a lot of success, my mother was completely like uh, oh my God, they are interested in the story on the first book what it mm-hmm. will be with the first fourth volume. oh my god and uh, now, and, oh, she of course she loves it she uh-huh. she I changed for the book I changed the color of her hair uh, she she had wow. black hair oh. and uh, in the book I've, I've, I've made her like blonde like me yeah. without Telling it because I don't want people to I don't want people to recognize her in real life mm. Mm. and she made her hair blonde now <laughs> <laughs> so she could walk around and in Paris and she walked around uh, and uh, she said I'm the mother of the Arab future <laughs> <laughs> and, and and people say Oh my God she's exactly the same <laughs> and, <laughs> and I, uh, uh, so it's uh, <laughs>
0: Yeah, uh, your father didn't have the opportunity to to read it. This mm.
1: is secret defense. Sorry, I will not okay, tell you okay, anything okay. about okay. the rest of the story. Okay,
0: okay, okay. Um, talking about your films, um, uh, I mean, it's quite a different approach, I guess, to 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 work with film than than with cartoons. How how?
1: W- how did you come into film, and then move on to? Or um, <coughs> I, I studied animation cinema mm. in a school in Paris called Les Gobelins. Mm. So uh, I um, I had the idea, the, the fantasm, to one day maybe make a movie like a lot of uh, cartoonists. Mm. And I was thinking, like maybe one day Steven Spielberg will like my comics and say to me and say. Let's make a 30 million dollar budget movie, and uh, this is a uh, uh, lonely guy, fantasm. And one day, mm. a French producer liked my comics and told me, "Do you want to make a movie uh, on? I like your book. Uh, that, that book was Retour au Collège. It was a book on teenager, mm. and she wanted to make a movie with teenagers. And I said yes, mm. because uh, <laughs> it was incredibly luck to have this opportunity to make the movie I want. Without having to fight for for it,
0: and this was uh, the French uh, uh, kissers.
1: The French kissers. That, that so it's also one a César and, and yeah, The French mm. title is Les Beaux Gosses, mm-hmm. and uh, could be translated as uh, the beautiful children. Mm-hmm. But it's also like uh, uh, a funny expression uh, meaning the cool guys, mm-hmm. and it was about two losers, two losers. And yeah, it, it, it was very successful and it has a César, yes, mm-hmm. of course. Mm-hmm.
0: Um, when, when you approach uh, the, the drawing table, I mean, what do you enjoy drawing the most? I mean, how do you get, get yourself going in a working day?
1: Oh, it's uh, very difficult because I, uh, when I start drawing, I think, oh, it's, it's very bad. Ah. And I want to go back yeah. to to make it again mm-hmm. and again. And I must mm. don't think about that. Mm. It's like you know watching yourself, <laughs> not yourself, but uh, w- when I watch myself in the mirror uh, in uh, sleep, uh, calson, you know, mm. you say I don't want to see that, you know. And, and drawing is a little bit like that. It's like mm. all my weakness and all my. Mm. Uh, uh, f- I want. It's very unpleasant, mm. and I must uh, forget that I am drawing to mm. to draw. So I listen to music, classical music a lot, and I uh, I draw uh, very quickly to to. Mm. So
0: in a way to get the censorship away from from out of the process. Yes, and
1: for yeah. me drawing is not. Um, it's not a goal. For example, there is different way of making comics. You have very skilled guys who draw. You know, like it's movies, like mm-hmm. uh, the cameras here, and they have muscles and they mm-hmm. fight and na na na. But I like to use drawings to tell a story. For me, drawings are like words. So I always thinking not to make it, uh, uh, too much. Um, too much details, not too much, uh, to be very expressive, to be understood, to be very simple, to be read very simply. Mm. So this is complicated because um, uh, I must go on and on and on and not Mm. spend too much time on the drawing.
0: Mm. Which part of of this huge working process was the
1: most enjoyable for you? I mean, the, the <laughs> working with the Arab of the, of the future? No, when it goes out, of course.
0: When you're rid of it? When yeah, you get when rid uh, of
1: uh, it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. When, <laughs> when we are in the train with my publisher and ah. we go to the printer, mm-hmm. this is... Uh, well, it could be stressful because sometimes in the train you realize you forgot a mistake mm-hmm. in the book, so you correct it, but uh, when everything is over, it's so... It's uh, orgasmic. I can't use this word. <laughs>
0: <Yeah>. <laughs> Uh, I'm thinking, I mean, every, everyone in a way draws. I mean, do stuff with a pen and paper. But for example, me, when I've been to a lot of boring meetings during my former career in, in, as a civil servant, I usually sit do stuff. Uh, I mean, what, what do you do when you're at the phone? or, or uh, Maybe sometimes in a boring meeting, but what, what do you doodle?
1: What do? You no, do? I, n- I never doodle. I doodle... Um Neurotic uh, drawings. I can show you okay. if you want. Mm-hmm. It's another style, but <coughs> when I doodle, it's... Oh, I will show you here. Mm-hmm. I do things like that. I'm sure maybe you. there are other people who do that. I do this. Look. Then after that, I do like that. <laughs> this, and then that. And then ele- you know, I'm doing it now and I want to continue it. <laughs> it's it never stop and stop and stop and stop. This is uh, So
0: the, the 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 longer the boredom, the longer
1: the yeah, boredom. I don't I think don't the longer this
0: chain of eternal Yes. I don't
1: draw people and I don't draw mm-hmm. I bet if I start drawing somebody and watching him I, uh, it will be, I think, very bad. But mm. if I remember him and draw him very quickly, it will be better. Mm. I me- my memory is better than my attention. Attention. Mm. Mm. My, mm. my moment.
0: Why do you think it's like that? I don't know. No. I mean, because uh, one thing that strikes me. I mean, the way you picture your parents, for example. Your 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 father has a very cool haircut.
1: Yes. <laughs> yeah, 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 and. <laughs> Um, I was in uh, Helsinki yesterday, and I showed a photo of my father to um, my uh, Finnish publisher, and he was very impressed because he, he he said he has exactly the same haircut. So I didn't exa- exaggerated it; it's mm. it was really like that. Mm. <laughs> okay. You will see one day. I will show a <laughs> picture, maybe.
0: Okay. So every everyone who will or have already read the Arab of the Future, will will enjoy all all of this, uh, uh, the haircuts, the the (laughs) tender stories, the the sweet ironies. Um, I'm thinking maybe we should let the audience in. Yes, of course, if you want to
1: ask a question. um.
0: So if if there's any questions... I will will grab the microphone, the wandering microphone, and if you have any questions, don't hesitate.
1: I'm be- very gentle, huh? I barely <laughs> see now it's I won't laugh on, on your question
0: You're completely stunned by now by this <laughs> genius. Ah, good.
1: There
0: we go. Here it is, Riyadh. Mm-hmm. I was wondering what your mother actually thought about the years in Libya and Syria because I didn't really grab that out of your first volume like she was always kind of in the background so I couldn't really see what what was she thinking about
1: uh, my mother was um, a, a woman from um, how to say that she left her studies and she left her work to be a housewife so she was thinking that one day my father would become somebody very important she was supporting him like the old way, the old, I don't know how, she was giving her, her life to her husband, so she was um, taking care of her children she was uh, making the laundry like exactly that way and her role will evolve in the volume and the f- three first one will will be read differently after that, but I um, as a child I don't so much remember my mother uh, that's why I don't speak Uh, too much about her, I'm starting speaking much more and more about her, because when I was young, I think my mother was the half of me, and I think uh, I was like an embassy of my mother, Uh, so in my memory, she is me, and not really me, I don't know, Um, I remember clearly my father doing things, and... uh, um, but my mother, she, she was a little bit in the background, that's true, and I wanted the book to be centered on the relationship between a boy and his uh, Muslim Arabic father, and centered in this, and to letting the mother an, a little bit in the background was also a purpose of the book, because the reader enters the book also by the mother, and think, but what she thinks, my God, this is incredible. I, if I was at her place, I wouldn't have accepted this. But, but she accepted why Why? No, no. And this is a way for the reader to enter the the book also. It's like in Tintin, for example, when Tintin has no, very few feelings. He's, um, how to say that, he's uh, vid, he's uh, empty. Mm, empty. So the reader can take his place. And so putting the reader in the place of my mother is a part of my secret plan. You will see <laughs> in the rest of the... <laughs> 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 ah, there's a secret plan. For number yes, four. Yes, I have a lot of secret
0: plans. This is really a cliffhanger. Yeah. And you leave also uh, the reader in, in the third volume with a, a true cliffhanger. I, I will not spoil, I mean, and if, if not every, everyone has written it, uh, but it's, uh, it's quite a cliffhanger. Um, uh, yes, maybe... Uh, Oh, watch,
1: watch. Thank you very much. Um, I was wondering, you, you have an amazing memory. Did you remember all those details and anecdotes? Did you ask your family members to remind you things of? Mm. Yes, I remember everything. I must admit <laughs> I have an incredible memory. <laughs> no, no, no. <laughs> no I, uh, it's, I think everybody can remember things because um, I, I start... Maybe you can try yourself. But for example, if I want to go back and remember something, there, there is strong events um, that I can use as support to create mem- the memory. For example, my French grandmother, she was always uh, wearing perfume, a very strong perfume that I didn't like. And it's a, a perfume that is uh, still in the perfume shop. So sometimes, when I smell it in the street, uh, I remember my grandmother immediately. And um, I remember that she was putting this when we were going to a fancy restaurant in her village. And she was putting a red uh, dress. And I remember after that, that she was waiting in the hall of her house. And the hall of her house, there was a carlage on the floor, like that. And memory comes like that. and. Um, it's a reconstruction of uh, this is my so I use this mm-hmm. to, to yeah it's, I,
0: it, it, it is fascinating to to how much you can remember by just picking up a very specific detail like that and and then building this mosaic uh, of of uh, the way you reminisce yourself into your own history like an archaeology or something.
1: Yes, a little bit like that. I, I've met, uh, d- among my readers, I've met uh, psychi- psychiatrists mm. and I asked them, uh, is it possible to remember? And, I, and one guy told me, no, it's impossible. Everything mm. is... Uh, reconstructed by the mind it's impossible to remember and another one just three people after him said yes of course it's possible (laughs) you can remember things very clearly when you are one year uh, it's flash image like that and it's true this is for example there is a technique if you want to try to remember places it's an actor who gave me this technique but you you must have a great room like this one like uh, you close your eyes And you imagine that you are, for example, in the house of your grandparents, Mm -hmm. but you're with your eyes closed, and you walk uh, the eyes closed. You know, you say, let's go to the kitchen, for example. You know, understand Mm -hmm. me? And if you do this, memory Mm -hmm. will come back, but with the moving. You will remember exactly the place, exactly mm. the, it, it works. But it's supposed to have a big room because mm. if you have walls, you tap on the <laughs> bed- uh, and on something <laughs> like that. And no, then it's the, r- it works the real r- room will, sorry. yeah, it but works I'm, really.
0: I'm thinking also, m- maybe also drawing. As a, uh, I mean, it's a physical process in a way that maybe words are not, uh, writing words are not. Um, for example, the, your house, the, the house in Termale. Uh Could could you write it?
1: Draw it? Yeah, think? of course I can draw it. If you, it's very. I remember it perfectly. Where is the pen? Oh, oh where's the pen? Let's see, Over there. It was a very, very big house with two family in it, mine and <coughs> cousin. It was like that. I remember it perfectly. And first, first of all, there was a uh, thing like that to, you know, magasin, like,
0: And then, what's the name of the inning? Ga-
1: yeah. No, not a garage, it was no, uh, uh, for the shop Yeah, but not, no shop in it, but for maybe shop one day, storage. Ah, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay. Like here, garbage everywhere, mm. like that shit 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 <laughs> like this um, rest of uh, bricks used to build the house but uh, left by the worker uh, move, 10 yeah. years ago mm-hmm. and they were still here like yeah. that with uh, things like that yeah. and here there was um uh, iron um Ah. Think like that. Ah,
0: from the concrete.
1: Yes, Mm -hmm. because in Syria there was a law at that time. If you finish your house, you had to uh, pay a tax on your house. So absolutely nobody finished uh, his house. So (laughs) all the houses were like that, not painted, only... And they were new, so they were cracking because the guy who was making the cement was a crook, and he made not too much water, or I don't know, so everything was collapsing, and all the houses were collapsing Mm -hmm. everywhere. Like that. It was very dangerous, and here, there was a (laughs) water uh, reservoir. Mm -hmm. Like that. So you could see houses like that, like that, and my room was here, I remember, with a volet roulant. And there was here Like a small balcony, where I could watch the village. It was a nice house because it was very big. uh, Big riad. This is me. Yes. Okay. (laughs) I'm shining. Look. (laughs) And um, this was like that. This Mm. is uh, here. There was also balcony, and my cousins were living in an apartment here, just near our apartment. Who was here? It's. hyper realistic. It was exactly like that. (laughs) This is it.
0: (laughs) Let's have one last question, please. Yes. Um, Hi. Um, I'm here. (laughs) (laughs) Should I stand up? Yes. Okay. Um, I'm also Syrian, and I just want to thank you for writing this book because I I can definitely relate to many things that you have written, and it was emotional for me. I was crying sometimes. It's a secret though. <laughs> and uh, I just want to say, um, how did you handle writing painful memories for for you?
1: Oh, it, it was. Thank you for your testimony because uh, some often uh, I have sometimes Syrian who. I'm very happy with your what you say. Um, it's it's very it's quite difficult to tell painful memory. I must admit, yes, it's. Uh, but uh, when I published the first volume, as I told you, I, I felt liber- uh, liberation, and so I, I I tell painful memory memory and I liberate myself from them. So it's also very positive. And uh, and what is very good is that i have a lot of readers <laughs> yeah, so it's very cool to know that they will share with me this uh, story and uh, they will understand things and uh, um, so um, this is very um uh, i like to do it even if it's painful sometimes
0: okay so thank word words some pictures thank you thank you put, put uh, your memories m- turn your memories into a story that can be shared and in a way puts puts them outside yourself in a way then.
1: yes i think it's uh it's li- it's uh the they become comics and this is the thing that i love the most on earth is comics mm. i have a strong passion for for for, for this uh, uh form of expression and uh, i g- i'm okay for giving it all my life uh, and my most uh, intimate and painful memory or happy memory and everything because this is the most powerful for me uh, comics is the most powerful and uh, w- way of expression because it's uh, not very original to say that but it's the first human expre- uh, way of expressing cavemen they were making comics uh, in, on their caves with uh, hunting animals and this is very deeply human way of uh, this is a the origin of reading so hmm. i think that was a very beautiful
0: end to 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 this evening thank you riad thank Sator, you very much for, for coming for
1: talking to us and for joining us thank you